Welcome, day three USATF championships in the books. We're an hour late because there's a lot of finals. I was in the mix zone. And let me tell you, all of the top three finishers, they all came into the mix zone basically at the same time. So it was a little chaos trying to get, you know, reaction quotes from all the, the top the top winners all at the same time. Kevin, my colleague, is still there. We're staying in an Airbnb that's like two blocks away from the track. So you sprint. It's hot out here. So I, I may be dripping a little bit sweat. I had to change my shirt. I had to dry off my face. But we did it all for you guys. We're excited. Day three. And it ended with what we thought would – it ended with the ending that we thought we would get. It ended, which is hard to do. It's really hard to break a world record when everyone expects you to break a world record. Typically, world records are broken unexpectedly. Like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Oh, you know, a big surprise. There's no buildup. But every time Sidney McLaughlin now steps on the track for notable races, there's an expectation that she has to run all-time great marks. And she did, she did just that. She runs 51-41. Some call it a season's best. Some call it a personal best. We can just call it the world record because Sydney McLaughlin now has the two fastest times ever run over 400-meter hurdles. Not only that, she has four of the fastest five times ever run in the 400-meter hurdles. They have yet to update the all-time list, but now she has the number one, the number two, the number four, and the number five. Only Dalila Muhammad, who wasn't in, in this race, has run in the Sydney McLaughlin tier. Like, there's a new tier now. There's the McLaughlin tier. And the only one invited is Sydney and Dalila from last year. Very exclusive club. Hard to get in. It's hard to get into it. You, there's a very complex password, but the password is uh, be one of the greatest runners that we've ever seen, and you get to be in Sydney McLaughlin's company. But let's just break down this race. It is incredible to see a 400-meter hurdle stagger get made up on an elite athlete in Britton Wilson within the first two hurdles, maybe? Two to three hurdles? On the back stretch, Sydney had already made up the stagger, which had to have been super confusing for the competition to her right because you're like, wait a minute, I'm getting caught now? There's still like 300 meters to go. This doesn't make any sense. But when you're running in the Sydney McLaughlin era, what doesn't make sense happens. And Sydney, with all the poise, just controls the entire race has no real like motivation or pers person to push her. She could have easily just decided, I'm going to cruise, run 53 low, call the day, get ready for Worlds. Like She did not need to run as fast as she did. And I think that takes – I think she needs to be given credit for doing – because we're seeing at this World Championships, you know, athletes – just trying to get through athletes, you know, having to buy and then scratching or running a different event or, you know, saving it for worlds. She decided to throw down the world record three weeks out from the world championships.
She's not safe. She she doesn't need to save anything. She doesn't need to like perfect her peak because she is talented enough to throw down a world record without any necessity to it because now world records are her new yearly goals. Like every time she steps, she's how old is Sydney, Kevin? 22? For the next eight years, her yearly goal is going to be like, just run the world record. That's the yearly goal now. So she did it last year. She did it this year. Step one, world record. Step two, win the global title. And uh, it's going to be hard for her to be beat. I think the only way Sydney is ever going to get beat now in the next four years is she like has like a stomach bug or a cramp and just isn't her normal self or she mistakenly trips and falls on one of the hurdles. But outside of that, no one is toe-to-toe, uh, talent versus talent, known as being Sydney in the next, in our generation. Kevin? I'm here. You're here a lot earlier. We've I've only done like four minutes of Sydney talk. Can I join the pod? You can join the pod. This okay. is now a two-person pod. I was told that I need to make sure I'm here for the first half yes. of the pod. Yeah. I'm responding to customer feedback, so... Hello, everyone. This is Kevin. I'm here. Yes. Uh, Any last thoughts on Sydney? So anything's possible. We said that a bunch of times, which for her, it's actually true. Most people say that. Anything? Most people say that. Kevin Garnett yelled it after the Celtics won the championship. With Sydney, it's actually true. I asked what I want to know was, hey, we always thought those records came when you had great competition. Because it was back and forth, her and Muhammad. But this... There wasn't any. I mean, yeah. I mean, second and third ran really well, but it was all Sydney from the get-go. And I said, well, four-minute hurdles, like, do you, do you need do you need that competition? And um, I'm starting to, to wonder, yeah, can this just be kind of a solo act where she's just crushing it by herself? But I thought she was going to do it based off of how she ran yesterday. She's super comfortable, controlled, relaxed. We knew it based on the Nashville race with the hurdles in the wrong spot and, and what she ran. This was not... This is not unexpected in any way, shape, or form. And um, I think the point about needing to come up with new goals is is dead on because what she's achieved in the four hurdles in just a few years is is remarkable. And you're checking off all the boxes. She doesn't have a world title, so presumably she'll get that in three weeks' time. But it's going to take something remarkable for that to change. So, world right. record, I called it. Do I get bonus points on our picks? No, you don't get bonus, okay, points, no bonus points. We'll talk about our picks later in the pod. You talk about this. Okay, Sydney, Olympic champion. Yeah. Breaking world record. She owns four of the fastest five times ever. Yeah. She's probably going to win global title yeah. in three weeks from now. Should Sydney step away from the 400 hurdles and move into a new event and try to rack up titles, records in a new event? Because she has nothing left to do in this 400 meter hurdles outside of winning global title. Yeah. You could argue, oh, you want to win multiple, like win five years in a row's worth or whatever. Yeah. But she has the times. She's clearly going to win. But like, should Sydney at this age decide to just do like a little bit of, whoa, change of, like, change of scenery and like become a open, a quarter runner, quarter run, yeah. run the 400, maybe even try to get really good. Well, Fred Curley become a 200 runner. 200. I've talked about this before, even after 
that national race, she's just she got to goat status super quick. Yeah. And not in the way of everybody's a goat all the time no, right yeah, now because that's the year. era we live in. She got to that point in three years, four years, whatever yeah. it is. Or she will get if you're saying, okay, she needs a world championship gold and, a, and another she needs another all time mark, then okay, whatever. We'll have this conversation she again. And come back and see me in a in a month. But because she's done that, you could make the argument, hey, She's checked off all the boxes. I think it just comes down to what she's interested in doing. Is yeah. it is it continuing to just dominate and rack up medals? Because that sounds awesome to me. And I think most yeah. athletes would take that. Is it, I want to push myself in another event? Then yeah, she, she'd go to the four. She's fortunate that she has that other event. Mondo Duplantis doesn't. doesn't really have that other event. It's not as if he's going to say, all right, let's pick up the, what's this javelin all about? How does this, okay, it's really... Really sharp on one side. That's kind of fun. Maybe I can learn it's to a do short, that. It's a short pole vault. Yeah. Mondo, obviously a great athlete, but doesn't have that companion event like yeah. 400, 400 hurdles. I would imagine 400, tough to train for, but I imagine 400 hurdles, even more grueling and stressful. Maybe that just takes off some strain, some stress, and she could lengthen her career. But yeah, I guess we could have this conversation again in, in three weeks after she just tears it up again at the world championships. But there's just... There's a clear path to where this is going and where this has been, and it's her dominating this event for as long as she wants to. Yeah. I mean, it's just it, – we say this about – I was saying a little bit about Fred Curley yesterday, but, like, when you see these great athletes just actually pull off great performances, mm -hmm. it makes you kind of – makes you feel like it's easy or routine yeah, it makes or – yeah, yeah, expected. It's easy, and it also kind of makes you not appreciate it as much. Like – because now it's become an expectation and it's like when you see it over and over again, yeah. you're like, greatness is only supposed to happen once every 10 years, mm -hmm. once every five years, once every right. Olympic cycle. But for it to happen like multiple times in like a two-year period, you kind of dilute your greatness. That's no, no, no. You enhance your greatness, but it becomes diluted from the outside. I didn't feel... I just wanted to use the word dilute. Yeah, you, you know? used it incorrectly, but that's okay. Now... I wasn't in the stadium for this one. We were in the media area doing interviews and, and I, I was watching it, but maybe it's just because the fans, you know, the size of the crowd wasn't as big, but yeah, this one didn't feel like it had that much woe to it because we've expected it. Like we saw it coming from a while away. You can brace yourself for it because, you know, I was there in Des Moines when Muhammad got it, right? We all watched, you know, what happened in, and I was there in, in Doha, you know, like all these great moments of over the last couple of years of 400 meter hurdling. It's just been them outdoing themselves like over and over again. But yeah, we've gotten to a point where she's so good that you just have an expectation of, well, could she be 0.01 better today? Yeah, probably. probably. Like, like the Tokyo race was this historic, amazing, crazy. Could that be a once in a lifetime event? You said winning time this year could be low 52s. Yeah. You didn't, you thought there would be a little bit of a regression to the mean. It still could be. Well, it could be for two of the, that big three. Could still be in that spot, but it's clearly it was Sydney just scratching the surface in yeah. 2019 and in 2021. And could she go a 10? I mean, that might have been that might be the biggest jump of time left in her career, going from trials in 21 to a world champion or Olympics in 21. But you can't tell me she's not gonna be able to go 0.01 faster off of this. You can go 0.01 faster in anything, yeah. Well, and, and if that's your point. That, is there a point though? Yeah. Like, if I could, I could be point oh one faster tomorrow if I do that every day. Yeah, you hit a wall. You can't run a zero second hundred. But my point being, she didn't have 
any comp and maybe that's the problem with every world record holder eventually unless you're in the greatest era of all time which we were for a little bit but you you run out of you run out of uh competition but i don't know like the weather the conditions was that we know the track is quick she's done well here now for two years running but but the hurdles are so much technical stuff you could fix and and clean up and and change and i want to see her in a quarter just because i want to see what she's capable wanna, of in that event. I want to see her try to win two gold, individual golds in the same championship. Yeah, but I don't know if she's... Like a 400-400 hurdle double, that would be fun. Yeah, because if you really are the greatest of all time at that young age, you'd get to the point where you're also like, well, why do I need to do that double? Like you're, she, you're still, I'm still going to be the greatest 400 hurdler of all time, whether or not I do that or I don't. But she should find a way to win a 400 hurdle title in like 53 seconds. And then run the And then run the quarter. 400 all yeah. out in 48, and then we have two yeah anyway that was obviously the the race of the day yeah um what gordon didn't watch it live by the way gordon was doing an interview because he's dedicated to his job my craft and he turned around and i said city support right and i was like dang it so i broke the news to him you broke the news kind of like when you broke the news on this pod that duke lost i know colt remembers that producer Colt. coach k has retired from basketball that was breaking just came across the wire all right people want to hear about track not my Bad picks. The various, hey, Duke, five draft picks. That's right. That's right. Very, very good basketball team. All right. Can I see the comments on the – What? So what do we want to talk about next? This is a lot of finals. Just going, but we have the – Let's just go in inverse order. We'll we'll go in inverse? Reverse, okay. Reverse order, yeah. So we're going to go in reverse order. So we're going to start – we're going to go into the women's 100 hurdles, and then we're going to end with the 200s. So yeah, we'll have our Shikari takes later on in the pod. Yeah. But women's 100 hurdles, Kenny Harrison – Gets the job done. Yeah. World lead, 1234. Good run. Alicia Johnson, 1235. Very close. That did not, I mean, that's very impressive. She's been ascending. And Aliyah Armstrong, the collegiate, you know, outgunning Tanya Marshall. Great team. Penny Harrison, 1234. Yeah. I think a lot of us have thought, you know, we've, we, I think have decided to give the torch to Jasmine Camacho Quinn, right? After she's last year, yeah. she's a favorite. Yeah, she's a favorite. But Kenny Harrison running 1234, mm-hmm. she said in her interview, she says she thought she could have ran 12-2 today if she didn't hit the last hurdle. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Can Kenny Harrison get back that mojo of being the one to beat? I think she can put it back into the zone of if something goes wrong with Camacho Quinn or the hurdle. Because the hurdles are, by their very nature, they're supposed to be predictable you see greatness for a while and you take for granted that there's 10 barriers and they're moving very fast over them i think she's moving into the territory where she can capitalize last year camacho quinn head and shoulders above everybody else i still think camacho quinn is a favorite nothing in this race changed it johnson great she was pretty far back in the beginning and then had a nice comeback there and then Aliyah armstrong 1247 comes in third what was Aliyah armstrong in the semi i feel like she was a little farther back in the semi nia ali also didn't run but she's got the buy as well so it'll be those four and she looked pretty good Aaliyah Armstrong, yeah, she was third in her semi, twelve sixty eight. So, um, yeah, Harrison gets a gets a title real close at the end there. Johnson, what she was doing early in the season, just just carried over. So she's still unsponsored. Do you think she's going to be sponsored now? I thought she'd be. Well, here's the problem with the hurdles: the semis and the finals are on the same day. If they would space them out, maybe she runs something fast in the semi, and then sponsored. they have a, a time to get sponsored. But yeah, clearly she's. If you're just doing this on America, come on. The, yeah, she's. The second fastest women in the world right now. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, even if you want to be like, well, there's some other people out there, you would have to make a silly argument to get her out of top five. So yeah. Top five in the high hurdles, 
I think she should be sponsored. What she's running for more sports MG right now. Yeah. We don't know the economics of this stuff though. It's really hard to figure it's out true. like what's going on. Um, you want to talk about the quarter men's quarter? Yeah. Men's quarter, Michael Woo! Norman, Woo! bro, 43, 56 world lead. Okay. Is Michael Norman doing this to us? Is Michael Norman going to pull us back in to think yes, that yes. he yes. can win the title? Yeah. Meanwhile, all the Steven Gardner fans out there and Steven yeah. Gardner himself is like, guys, I'm still the guy who shows up when it counts. Are you getting tempted to go back on the Michael Norman train? Well, this is why it's different than 2019. 2019, he runs a 43-45 Mount Sac early season. You can say, all right, that was in some ways analogous to the 43-6 at Pre. He didn't win 2019. Greg Curley beat him in 2019 yes, that's true. at USA's. This time he got the job done, and he did it against champion Allison running 43-70, running an amazing race out of, so lane, out of lane number four. Yeah, that was – that's why I thought I'm watching this. I'm thinking Norman's going to do something big just based on the semi yesterday. But he was so close to Allison still at the end. I thought, okay, well, maybe it's not that fast. And then the time pops up, 43.56. Yeah. I mean, who else besides Gardner is out there right now? I mean, it was. In, in the world. You could, it was Ross. I mean, Karani James. Okay. But I don't we know. Randolph seen... Ross we thought would be maybe potentially. But Ross falls to third here. Still gets makes a team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's had a long season, though. But um, – you could also argue champion Allison had a long season, but Ross was putting a little more effort in, indoor with, you know, putting the team on his back. Sure. Sure. Win the indoor 400, but champion Allison, yeah. you could, uh, it, it's Norman and Gardner. That's the yeah. clear one too. And I think I would still have Gardner yeah. as, as the favorite we can't, just we can't, based on the past, but yeah, we have to, we can't be fooled like fourteen. but he's put himself in a really good spot coming off of what he did fifth last year at the Olympic final. It would be a, a complete shock if he finishes that far back because he's been this is he's showing consistency now i feel like if i pick norman to win he's gonna lose but if i pick norman to lose he's, he's going gonna win. to win yeah so norman sorry you're gonna lose i'm gonna wait i'm waiting i'm not making world championship picks right now on this pod why not I just because i want to see what happens in the next couple of weeks because some people might actually race but 4356 if you told him going in you're gonna improve on your free time after running through rounds he'd be taking that so, you know, earlier in the year, I said there's two types of 400-meter runners. Yeah. There's the Tony McQuays, and then there's the LaShawn Merricks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think it makes sense that we should look at this top eight, and I should tell them if they are LaShawn Merritt runner or they're Tony McQuay. Yeah. Is Norman a LaShawn Merritt? So, we're going to put up the results here. Uh, Colt, put up the results. So, of the 400. First, Ismail Turner got eighth. No one saw that coming from UCLA. Yeah, good run. He's he's not a Tony McQuay, though. He's he's still just a college kid. Noah Williams, he's a verge of Tony McQuay. Mm -hmm. Not yeah. yet, but I think he's probably going to become a Tony McQuay, but he's not officially a Tony McQuay. Bryce Dedman, Vernon Norwood, Elijah Godwin, those are marquee Tony McQuay type. Well, Godwin's runners. still college, though. Yeah. Pretty good run against PB. I know, but that's Tony McQuay. Yeah. Tony McQuay was great in college too. Yeah. Is there a level between that or no? No. One of the Godwin, Norwood, Norwood, Deadman, they're all Tony McQuays. Mm -hmm. Williams, Verge, Turner, not applicable. Randolph Ross. This is the hard one. I know. want to put Randolph Ross in the Sean Merritt category, but he may just be like a, the, the best Tony McQuay. Well, he made. He might be like peak Tony McQuay. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Or like, or bad merit. 
He's like a bad LaShawn Merritt, a great Tony McCoy. This is my great skill. This is Gordon Max skill. No one gets it. Champion Allison. It's too soon to tell. I may want to put him Tony McQuay. Florida. No, you can't do that. You got to see what he does next. Guess see what he does next. He could mess around and get a medal. He could. And then Michael Norman, he's LaShawn Merritt. He's 100% Sean Merritt. This is Michael Norman, I think. He's Michael Norman. And then Michael Cherry. I want to put him in Merritt. We'll have to wait and see what he does at Worlds. Is he hurt? Is he fine? Well, he got the waiver to not compete. So I'm guessing that means he had to document some sort of injury. I think what's going to happen is if Norman or Allison or Ross or Cherry get a medal, Mm -hmm. they're in my LaShawn Merritt status. The rest, they're in the Tony McQuay. And again, if you're a Tony McQuay runner, you're an amazing 400-meter runner. Yeah, you're top eight consistently in the U.S. Getting you're medals. Medal, you're getting a ton of medals. You're running on relay teams. You're yes. making an individual team. So it's a compliment. Every now and then. 43.56, Michael Norman. That's good. So, That's good. so freaking fast. That's good. He's like getting – he's being what we thought he would be. Second fastest time ever. It probably deep down bothers him, that, though, that this PB is from Mount Zach. Yeah. Like, I think part of him is just like, he I needs, need to smash that thing. I need my PB to I be want from. A, I want a freaking 43.2. That's what I want. We might get it. We can get 43-2 from Norman three weeks from now? I, I think we're going to get something fast. I think it's going to take something for, below his PB to win. So I think he's going to need to run faster than his PB to win. But you know, I will be before. impressed if Allison or Ross medal at Worlds because yeah. they've had long seasons. Yeah. But Norman, looking good. The medal favorites in no particular order are James Gardner and Norman. Norman yeah. Yeah. Women's 400, okay. Allison Felix. Well, no, hold on. Start with, let's start with the talk first. No, we're... Let's start with Felix? Okay. Let's start with the story. Allison Felix Six. said in the mix zone that this was her final 400-meter run of her life. Open four, yeah. Open 400-meter run yeah. of her life, of her career. She might jog a 400 with her kids one day um, later on, but yeah. this is it. No more 400. She's not running. No more Diamond Leagues. No more races in October, August, whatever. This yeah. was it. She knew it last night. She mm-hmm. said she was thinking about it while, you know, in the hotel. And she put it all out there. She didn't have it. She said she knew she wasn't yeah. going to really be a factor. She says she also doesn't really like the 400. She says it's not she because it's hard, which makes sense. Yeah, she it's hard. 200 and she ran some 100s. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. But, you know. Didn't she say she was happy in a way? Yeah, she just she, have to worry about the relay. She was happy that she didn't make the team. She's she's happy that she always has to worry about the relay. Yeah. She even was saying like, you know, maybe I'll just be on the co-ed relay because you look at Sydney and a thing Mo like they deserve to be on the main four by four. She was saying it was a better fit for her, I think was yeah. the way she phrased it, which I thought was very honest of her. Yeah, I give her a ton of credit for that. I like because let's be honest, we have a bunch of potential forty-eight splitting yeah. women out there. Yeah. Well, then that, you got. Four women who five women who ran sub fifty one seconds in yeah. this race. So so they they might want to she because she is the name they might want to try to put her on the prelim of it. But um, the mixed gender four by four makes sense because she's in that five through eight range. Yeah, and you could run her in the first round, and you could run her in both rounds if you want. Just yeah, and just you know get. They didn't win last time. They didn't win in. Oh, they didn't win the not next in relay? Tokyo. Remember, they didn't win, so they could they could use her in that in that race. I don't know. It's just it, it's a, it would be an interesting last race, an event that didn't exist a few years ago because eh, I mean, she's been winning, running, and competing at the World Championships since two thousand seven. So it'd be strange that her last race would be in that event. But 
man, she, sixth again. Like that's to make the final based on what this season was supposed to be. It's impressive. I don't know what she seemed to know that she just didn't have that yeah. level, but a couple of weeks ago in Poland, she was running 50.7. She goes 50.7 today. She's on it, but I mean, I think she knows she's been around so long. Yeah. She, she knows what Miller Weibo has, yeah. right? Polino. Like, all yeah, those I ain't running 49. Yeah. 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 She yeah. knows, she knows what it takes. And I think Diggs, Ellis and Irby get the spots. Diggs didn't, didn't need a PB and still won. Yeah, Talitha Diggs, you know, kind of, we put her as the favorite. And yeah. that's a lot of pressure to put a, the favorite on a college kid who was never really talked about. Didn't win SECs. Didn't even win SECs. And all of a sudden, we're like, we think you're going to win USAs. Yeah. Typically, that doesn't go well. Typically, you know, maybe a Kendall Ellis or Irby or Felix, whatever, will find a way to win it. Yeah. But she kind of met the, expect the unrealistic expectation of following up NCAs with a win at USAs. Yeah. Florida. 400 meter you potentially i mean you see champion allison do well in the get second now it's Letha Diggs getting first here in the in the women's side um but ellis and irby putting it together yeah when it counts season's best both had season's best you know we expect those women to be in this position and we were waiting for it and this maybe they they were waiting too and they were waiting for this moment wadalyn jonathan falls to fourth she'll still be in the the relay pool, mm -hmm. but yeah, Diggs, um, she could be the the future of the four hundred. Yeah. Here's my question that I have of this four hundred though. Are you taking any of these women and putting them on the women's four by four final for Team USA? I think it depends on at least one, and then I think it depends on what how fast Muhammad runs in the four hundred hurdles and what she's capable of, what they figure out that she's capable of but yeah i think because sydney and the thing have the spots 100 100 so it's two spots and yeah someone from the two could could move up but i think that one of these one of those three will in, be given yeah one of the spots yeah i mean i guess hayes is, is in the mix too so one of the four are going to be given the spots if not a second person i would be i'd be surprised if they go dip into the 200 meter pool with eight women to choose from because like, they don't, they, they don't need, you have Sydney in a thing, though. You're going to be fine. Yeah. But, you know, have Diggs, Ellis, or Irby. Um, yeah. I mean, 40, Diggs is on 49. Because I'm just thinking about the SEC 4x4, four four, where the three anchors all split 48 or 49 seconds. So, like, you're saying, like, Britton Wilson, maybe? Britton Wilson, 50, obviously, 50 Abby Steiner. Yeah. Like, yeah. those women can split I guess I didn't, world-class Yeah, I guess Wilson is one that I didn't think about immediately. Yeah. But I think they're going to want to throw a couple. I mean, Wilson goals. straight up beat Talitha Diggs in a 400. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. But I don't know if they're going to use the SEC results in order to predict. <laughs> and if Diggs makes the final and gets in the top five, I think she's going to be on the team. I think they do want to try to put some 400-meter runners on there. I don't think it's intentional. It's just the other – in Tokyo, they were so, so good. And listen, they're, they're going to be fine regardless. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, again, we're moving in reverse order. Men's 3K steeple, Evan Jager. When was he last good? 2017? Well, it's been four years, he said. So, eight, 18? 18? Yeah. No, he didn't run in 18. Did he even run in 18? I think the, in, the main injury stuff was in. Okay. But it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been most people's careers. Yeah. Most people's careers are as long as his, you know, 
distance from being in, you know, top three position at the U.S. Gets the standard. He needed the standard. It was not really close. He ran 817. Standard was 822. Yeah. Gets second. Um, you interviewed him. Yeah. What was his thoughts on being back to where he's been for such a long time? Yeah, he ranked it up there. He was listing all his other accomplishments, which are numerous and very impressive, ranking it up there with that. And he said, you know, the, this whole time has been a real big struggle with injuries. He's doubted himself more than he's believed in himself. Before this race, he tried to pump himself up. I said, hey, did you enjoy being an underdog? I didn't use the word sleeper because I didn't want to give you any credit. I said, did you enjoy you know, being the underdog and having some pressure off? And he's like, well, not really, because when you're a favorite, that means you're really good. <laughs> and he also said, tactically, he's got to be a lot smarter now. He said, before it doesn't matter. Really, when you go in, you're the big favorite in these U.S. championship races. You're gonna con you can control the race. You can respond to moves. Yeah. And he's just a different runner now. He's, he's starting to feel like his old self. I just thought it was a cool moment right after the immediately after the race ended. He falls the track, emotional, and then Bohr and Keeter come right over because you know they know he's the guy. J Jager's history in this event. Yeah. And, and what he's done. For, he took it for the to steeple. the next level. Yeah. Yeah. He made it so the steeple is an event where the U.S and metal in and it's not the most far-fetched thing i liked to, to pivot to bore for a second his celebration like he was fired up across the line i didn't see it oh you didn't you, you interviewed him i was too. interviewing i didn't okay oh. he was pumped up it's comp it's, I'm tr it's hard to walk and chew gum and interview at the same time it was and watch track it was a great celebration what was the celebration oh he just was like pumping his like way way oh, far out okay it was awesome i i, I enjoyed it and he was like a TikTok dance no it was, fist okay. pump. it was just i don't know it's just cool to see some emotion he did a really good fist pump which i Couple. Like he started early like though. Both hands? It was earlier than I thought. I don't know. I don't listen. I wasn't expected to be quizzed on this. He he demurred when I said, Hey, are you the favorite two days ago? Because he said, I just went to Europe. A lot of these guys haven't gone to Europe. That's yeah. the main difference. They can run this fast if they got into Europe. Um I also want to point out third, getting that final spot, Bernard Keeter. Yeah. Some of us doubted Mr. Keeter on this pod. I was not one of those. I'm Absolutely destroying Gordon in the picks contest, by the way. I don't think you are. We'll, He's updating it as we I'll go. I'll update it while you talk about it. Well, no, we can, we, can, we can show it when I have my winnings all assembled. But, yeah, I was, uh, I was confident in Keeter, and he got the job done. But, yeah, Jager, it's just everything was going against him heading into this meet. It was trending one way so clearly. And I thought, yeah, it's – this guy's run. He's had his, his awesome run, but clearly he doesn't have it. He's run enough times for us to know who he is. And to pull it out and get that second place spot and to make another team was throwback performance for him. I mean, it's just eight seventeen. He's obviously run faster, but it just goes to show you not all not all teams are equal. If Evan Jager finished second and ran eight seventeen in twenty sixteen Olympic trials, he would have considered it a failure. And today it was a, it was a triumph for him. Duncan Hamilton. Your guy. My boy. I picked him. Make team gets fourth. A close fourth. Post-race interview. He says he wants to break Henry Rono's collegiate record next year of 805. You think he can do it? Wow. That's what he said. And I'm always going to bet on Henry Rono's records because they're insane. That's a good quote. If he thinks he can break the record, and then all of a sudden Duncan Hamilton's running 805 in 2023. What's his, what's his PB? 
I think he, he just he, ran it. No, he didn't. Oh, no. His PB is probably like in the 8 to 17 range. 18s. Okay. Go for it. Go for it, man. That's, shoot your shot. I mean, That's he's in college. You might as well try to break a college record, right? Yeah, 818 there. By the way, Colt just navigating this results site like an absolute champion. Yes. Just a great job, Colt. Bringing stuff up that we need right when we need it. But Boar, man, it's if we're looking at where this is going to lead us to at Worlds, with Derma and El Bacali, like all these sub-8 guys, they're going think... to need to level up, yeah. all of them. And Boar has been in the mix before, but that's going to be a tough race. And it's going to be tough for the U.S. to get three to the final. But for today, for this moment, it was uh, cool. It was a cool race. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's next? Now for the most complicated race. Again, we're going in reverse order. From yeah. The start. Get out that Galifianakis gif with all the yeah. numbers. So and the men's 1500 goes down. Four men had the standard, but a few men had a really good world ranking. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's, before we talk about who's on the team, let's just talk about the race. Yeah. Race slow. slow as shit. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it. Um, you told me they were out in 154, and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be quick. But then he said, with 800 meters to go. Yeah, that was a I 700 thought, split. I thought it was an 800 meter split you were giving me. Classic 700 meter split. You were giving me a 700 meter split because that's a normal thing to, to talk about. Uh, but it was slow. So basically, anyone could, anything could happen. And that's what happened. I mean, who had John Davis, mm-hmm. Eric Holt, and Reed Brown in their top five? Yeah. And Holt went for it, too. He yes. made that big move. And everybody responded to it, and you were waiting for him to fall back, but he just stuck with it. He was just there and in the mix and was hanging on by his fingernails um, over the final stride. But ultimately, Tier just waited and waited yeah. and waited. He's the, he was the best guy yeah. in this field. The 1,500 versus 5,000 was an interesting debate, but I think this settled it. And I think the vibe I got when I talked to him is that he's probably going to scratch the five. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Why – why run 5,000 if you don't have to? And I think it's going to be tough to medal for him, but it would have been tough to medal for him in the yeah. 5,000. But yeah, really slow. Um, Thompson gets third behind Davis. He'll go because he had the standard. Davis will not because he doesn't have the well, standard. Well, Thompson does not have the standard. I mean, he has the world ranking. Which we'll get to later, but before we talk no, about... we'll get to it right now. No, no, I need to talk about Yard and Goose, who finished 11th. I think a lot of people had him making the team. We made, we both had him making the team. And he was in position, and then with two with two fifty to go, everyone just passed him, and he didn't have it. The wheels fell off. I asked him what happened, and he just says, "I don't know." Like it was one of those days, and it was kind of weird to talk to him because it's like, dude, like you just like did you say, dude? No, I thought the word dude. Okay, and then I said something else. I said yard, but in my head, I thought dude. dude okay, and I was like, dude. Okay, Yared, like, you seem kind of in, in a good mood. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't seem devastated. And he just kind of had a level set, like, mindset. It's like, you know, it's okay. You know, there's always next year. And, like, I'm looking yeah. forward to, like, getting back to my normal self. He just had, like, a good, like, mindset. He, he, did, he came off very, like, Positive. level-headed. Positive. Which I thought was really, really cool. And then he also, I also asked, like, what are your thoughts on the three guys who made the team? Last year, the top four finishers. Yeah, last year, because Craig didn't even uh, run this year. But... Yeah, Craig didn't run. Central didn't run. Nagus didn't make the team, and Hawker didn't Hawker make, make the final. final. Yeah, it's so like three of the four didn't make the final. Like I was like, why is that? He's like, because fifteen hundred's crazy, man. He's like, anything can happen. Like, it's a well, it's crazy, but it's also Central is 
her and yeah. older and and angles is older too. Yeah, stop it! You're putting too much guys. nuance in the take. Yeah, Come this on. is not this. You didn't need to do this digression. I'm glad you talked to him. Awesome, to talk to him. Uh, shout out, Jordan Goose. Still weirdest season ever. Like yes, it got even weirder. weirder. Yes, <laughs> like if he made the team, it wouldn't have been strange and it wouldn't have matched up with the rest of the season. Gets yes. the 3K indoor record, then goes to NCAA indoors and oh. doesn't then get a title, and then. Doesn't qualify for NCAA outdoors, and then runs a three thirty four. Yeah, and then looks on the same weekend. Yeah, and then runs the runs a prelim. Looks it's like weird. he's good, and then he's and then he gets way back there. But John Davis, just amazing run. Yeah, blows away expectations. Josh Thompson three, and then we talked about Holt there and four rebound and five and Gregoric six. Do I get points for Gregoric if he makes the team? No, you don't get no points. It's top three or bust. Okay, so here's who's made the team. Cooper Tier is going. Because he has the world standard. That's easy, yeah. Jonathan Davis is not going because he doesn't have the world standard and his world ranking is not good. Josh Thompson, his world ranking is good. Yeah. So he's going to the team. Eric Holt, we're going to skip him for now. Okay. Because he's a bubble guy. Reed Brown, not going on the team because he didn't have a good enough world ranking or mm -hmm. standard. And Johnny Gregoric is actually going to make the team because he has a standard. So... It really came down to Gregoric versus Holt. Holt finished fourth. So if USATF, if Holt was eligible, USATF would select him. Yeah. And the question is, would Holt be eligible? Holt was ranked in like the 70s going into this race. What do you got to be? Ranking. Top 45. Okay. He's in the 70s. Holt needed, he, for, getting fourth place at USA's means you get plus 60 points on your ranking. But it's only plus 60 points on one-fifth of your total score. Makes sense, Makes obviously. Sense. Classic but, formula. But now he's only getting plus 60 points on one-fifth of his score, but he ran 346, which is a not a fast time. Yeah. So his plus 60 points did nothing for him because it was a slow time he added to. And therefore, in the eyes of the world athletics, in the eyes of the orbiters of the world rankings. Arbiters. Arbiters. What did I say? Orbiters, like they're orbiting around. Yeah, orbiter, arbiter, same thing. Okay. They take your top your top five results. Right, and that's right, your ranking. Right, right, right. In the eyes of World Athletics, Eric Holt finishing fourth at USA Championships was not a top five result of his career of his season. Yeah, I mean his career. You say career. this would be number one. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. But like because yeah. it was a three forty six race. Yeah. If he gets fourth and it was a three thirty seven race, it probably would have been a top five result for him. But because why don't they just throw out when it comes to fifteen hundred, just throw, throw out, out the, the time. time portion, or you make a subjective call. This yeah. is. This is being marked and put into the pile of tactical races. Yes, yeah, this, tactical and first yeah, tactical. Yeah, you give it a you give it a T. And so basically, as a result, Holt wasn't really able to improve his ranking, so his ranking is going to stay outside the top forty-five. So therefore, the team is Cooper Tier, Josh Thompson, and Johnny Cooper. One funny thing before we move on: talk to Gregoric. Hey, were you keeping tabs on who had the standard? Who was in the world rankings quota when you run? Like, no, you can't focus on that stuff. You just gotta. Focus on your race. Try to get top three because you never know what's going to happen. Ask the same question to Josh Thompson. Oh, yeah. We definitely knew who had the standard. <laughs> we knew who was where who on the world rankings, rankings, who I needed to beat. Because you see with five meters to go, he actually takes a lead look. He turns around. He knew exactly where he needed to be yeah. in order to make the team. So that's the uh, men's 1500. Women's 1500, again, going in reverse order. A little kinda, bit of a surprise. A little bit of a surprise, yeah. A little bit, but not really. I think the big surprise is how fast Sinclair Johnson's last 400 was. How fast was it? It was like 58 or 59 seconds. Quick. Quick. 
pretty quick. Dude, what are you doing? She's got Why a good, did you uh, see That's incredible. Yeah. That was a world tier type kick. Like yeah. that kick at a world championship will get you a medal. Yeah, the question is with Faith Kipiegon in the race, it's not going to go out that slow. Correct. They're not, they're not going to go out and let me get the 700 meter split for you here. All right. Uh, you. I don't have it. But yeah, Johnson, 403. McGee ran great, 404. St. Pierre, 405. We're watching the race. I'll give you credit. When St. Pierre went to the front, you thought, is this a little too early of a move? I said, no. I said, she's the class of the field. She, she wants to get this thing going. She wants to make this an, an honest race. And that probably would have worked like last year. But Johnson is is right there too now. Good, right? And I mean, McGee too was, was right there. And it shaped up to the B. It looked like it was going to be this battle between St. Pierre and McLean, her teammate, for that final swap. But then Schweizer was in the mix too. But we all knew Schweizer was going to scratch anyway. So you sort of had to take her out of the, add, out of the equation. So it was St. Pierre and McLean for that final spot. And they're all so close that this order could be completely flipped in three weeks' time. But really good win for Sinclair Johnson this early in her career. This, this is her best win. Yeah. I mean, fourth at pre and then now this. So this she is had better a, than fourth at pre. Well, let's ask for athletics, first of all, before we assign just values to performances. Okay. But the, the pre was the fast thing with the good competition, the great elite competition. Yeah. And then this is the tactical win. With a great kick. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Checks all the boxes. Very impressed for Johnson. Corey McGee. You know, she made her first team in 2013. Yeah, nine years ago. And she had, like, you know, a stint where she wasn't even making, like, finals. Yeah. And now she made back-to-back teams here. Very impressed for Corey McGee. Um, and then L- St. Pierre, just, you know, making sure she still keeps making teams. She's not, what, yeah. she's not what she was, I think, a year ago, where she was kind of one of the top dogs. She's taking a step back, but she's still separating herself farther enough from the rest of the U.S. Uh, talent. Well, I think she could be there too. Yeah. I think a couple things change and, and she'd be right in the mix. Should we do the, let's see, men's four hurdles. No surprises there. Benjamin Rosser, Bassett Hall, Allen Downing, yeah. Latin. Nothing happened. Bailey. We're skipping, We're skipping, skipping the yeah. 400 hurdles. We'll talk about tomorrow. Prelims, yeah. Talk about the men's 110 hurdles. Oh, yeah. Uh, Grant Holloway does well. Trey Cunningham does well. Devin Allen does well. Trey Cunningham, representing Adidas now. Yes. Signed with Adidas. So now Adidas has got Holloway and Cunningham, two Florida-based hurdlers. How do you think that affects their stock price? I don't know. Can we pull that up? We should pull up the, the, the S&P, the Dow. Yeah, he's got Dow, Trey Cunningham. NASDAQ, five that. I don't yeah, know. buy that dip. Um, <laughs> no, Cunningham looked good. Allen looked good. Holloway looked good. Obviously, you're not going to get too much from this first round. We'll get a little more understanding of where they're going to be. The semifinals tomorrow. Um, but then but, it's too late because but, then it's already the final. But then it's already final. But, like, you got some vibes. You interviewed Holloway. Yeah. You interviewed Devin Allen. Yeah. What is your vibe check on these two? And based on this vibe check, who is winning? Based cool. on the vibe check of Holloway and Allen and Cunningham. You interviewed all three. Look, 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 look. So vibe I, rankings. My, my pick wasn't influenced by – vibes like i'm still i had holloway going and i'm gonna stick with holloway what i think is unique and awesome about this event they know that they're in the spotlight they that one race in new york changed everything yes absolutely everything and with let's just talk about the top two guys but cunningham is great and is in the mix and he could win this thing 
Let's just talk about Allen. He did run into a head of him and ran 13-13. Minus 1.7. Yeah. Holloway and Allen are so comfortable with this being a show, with this being yes. a rivalry. They are wrapping both arms around it, and it is spectacular. And it's a new thing because it's only started a yeah. few weeks ago. But you just contrast that with other events and how they deal with the words rival and yeah. how they, you know, it, it, it it's not additive. All that stuff, it just seems like if you're talking about one person, then another person says, well, why are you not, not talking about me? This, and maybe it's because, like, you get a feeling they're totally cool with each other because yeah. Grant Holloway is, seems cool with everybody. He has, uh, John from Lenstrand said, Grant Holloway has 100% approval rating, and I feel like that's true. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. It just helps to have someone like Grant in the race. but they they're embracing it and i think it's awesome to see and yeah it's uh it's i'm looking forward to this one I mean, sydney obviously i think that's going to stand probably is the performance of the meet unless there's a world record here but yeah i mean alan's super confident he's always been confident it's like alan's talking as if like this season was like the only season that ever happened it's like yeah i'm a 1284 <laughs> don't worry about it winning all these races um and then Grant says he's in world record shape. So all right. So your vibe based on the vibe check and based on previous. So all together, you're so still going the, Holloway Allen. Yeah, I'm still going Holloway Allen. But my vibe is that the event wins, and this is going to be awesome. Not just tomorrow, but at Worlds as yes. well. If both of them come through, because they are both comfortable talking about it, putting themselves out there, not saying I just want to go out and run my race and wherever it falls, it falls. Like they are both super comfortable with it. I'm still going Allen Holloway with the assumption that Holloway ends up winning Worlds. So Holloway, he walked out of the mix zone, looked at either you or I or both of us. What did he, what hand motion did he do? He did something to us. Do you remember? He said he like waved, did something. I don't know. He blew a kiss? Yeah, he didn't blow he, the he kiss. He blew a kiss, yeah. I, but, like, yeah. I, I gave him uh, was like a cool Met, metal. Yeah, I don't know. Let's hook him. I don't yeah, know. I, yeah, I don't know why you did that. That was weird. Well, gave, I did that. Oh, I, maybe I did this. I don't know what I did. He gave me a fist bump at the beginning of the interview, which kind of threw me off. Off guard right away, but, but yeah, I'm I'm still going with Allen first, Holloway second, but with the with the assumption and expectation that it's going to flip at Worlds. Yeah, I think because I do think as much as we don't want to think about it, the buy that Holloway has is in the back somewhere of his head. in the back of his head, and he mm -hmm. knows it's not the end of the world. Like this is not everything. Yeah, he wants to win, but at the end of the day, he knows that a loss here isn't. The final loss. Here's something I discovered about Grant Holloway back in 2019. What? He's got that dog in him. Yeah, the dog in him. Yeah, he's got that. Because I, I want you know, everything's going to plan. You're winning everything, and then Daniel Roberts comes on the scene, and now there's this other guy who can beat you. A lot of athletes that would throw them off yes. mentally. They would be out of their head. No, he likes it. Yeah, he Impressive. liked it. Came back, ran 12:98, and was like, "Yeah, put it all on my put it on my shoulders." Then goes to Europe, has a couple bad races. Nah, it's cool. Goes and wins the world title. Okay. Let's talk about the men's 200 first, and then we'll talk about the women's 200 okay. at the end. Men's 200 um, at the top. Well, I mean, there's, there's there's not a ton there. Yeah, but, you know, there's a little bit. Of, I thought it was interesting. So we interviewed Noah. So first of all, talk about the results. Noah Lyles runs 19-9. Everyone gets through. Knighton's obviously through. Kenny B's through. Matthew Bowling. Coleman got through. But Curly did not look good. But I think he has a legitimate excuse because he just ran yeah, nine. He just care. ran nine seven back to back. So you, don't so, think, he's, you think he's not gonna be at the team? No, yeah, fine. I think he's fine. But I do think 
him, we have to think that him making the team is going to be harder for him than anyone else. He's going to have the hardest time to make the team because nine sevens do something to your body. Well, yeah, he ran two races on one day, then one race, and then remember tomorrow semis and finals. Yeah, so that's so a lot. Six yeah. races. Like Coleman is going to have only done two hundreds beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Lyles and Knighton, they're completely fresh. Bowling, he just did a couple long jumps. So the, all the Kenny B did do yeah. the hundreds, but Kenny B's not beating. But you get the idea. Anyway, so the things I got from it was, one, Curly, he's setting up a hard challenge for him, which mm. I think he can do because, again, he's the fastest man in the world right now. Uh, but he's definitely setting up to be hard. Coleman, why did Coleman scratch the 100? You interviewed him. He said coach's decision. That's what he said. We talked to him. Um, which, again, we get back to the whole buy conversation here. Yeah. If you're Coleman's coach, I totally understand it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're on the team. You don't Regardless, need, he yeah. said he thought he'd be able to mix it up. He talked about, you know, the U.S. team being excited about it, maybe going one through four. Yeah, but he just said coach's decision, which again, I, I understand. It's like you want to criticize. Oh yeah, they ducked competition. Yeah. But it's like He's they don't, have, race they, they don't have any. Yeah, they don't have any incentive to run. It wouldn't have been great if he was in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You don't want that empty lane in the final, especially with someone this good. I don't know if he's going to run both races tomorrow though like you i don't did, think he's gonna do 200 well i think i asked him i did he say i don't not listen to it i think i remember that was a long time ago i think he said tbd but I'm oh not sure. really yeah this is news that's well, not i posted this a while ago no it's news that he might not run the 200 final well he said he let me let me pull up my interview here you keep talking i'll try to. Find uh, that's news to me okay well i didn't know that that's news i didn't pick him to make the team so it's not that big of a deal to me but you know it's still news uh we did interview arian knighton so you guys got to watch the interview of Knighton. It's on YouTube. We try to ask Knighton, like, hey, what was your reaction when Lyles ran 19.6 in New York? And he kind of had like a stone face reaction to it. He was kind of like, whatever. He was like very like, didn't affect him, wasn't something on his mind. People are going to hear that in the, in, the, in the thing. Yeah, I'm trying to play it back for him. Well, I'm trying to talk about Knight. Yeah, I'm going to go listen to this over here. So yeah, go listen over there and get, to, get their actual thoughts. Go but back with full screen, Gordon. Um, so Knighton's reaction to asking about, like, hey, you run 19.4, and then Lyle's now just coming off of 19.6. What does that mean to you? And he had a very, like, poker face, stone face of, like, I don't care. And he didn't say the phrase, I don't care. But it was, like, not like uh, – the way, you know, Grant Holly be like, what are your thoughts on Devin Allen running 12-8? He's like, hey, man, pushing us. It's going to be great. We're going to have fireworks in the final. And it just, it was a very, like, it came off very mature in my mind. It came off very, like, I'm not trying to be Noah Lyles' little brother. I'm not trying to be, like, the next Noah Lyles. I'm not trying to be, like, oh, I'm up and coming. Because he got fourth at the Olympics. Lyles, to him, is not the guy he's trying to model. Lyles is the guy he's trying to beat. And I thought that was really impressive. And it kind of, he's still extremely young. He's in high school, but he's treating the competition like he's like a 25-year-old vet. And that's what I got from it. You were surprised by it in the moment. I immediately told you, I don't know why you're surprised by it. He got fourth in the Olympics. Yes. Like, it's not this new thing for him. He was running 1949. He's a world leader. Now you say, all right, it still would be easy for him as a young athlete coming up to be like oh i'm gonna defer i'm gonna defer i'm gonna defer yeah. but I, he's never had that mentality so that did not that did not surprise me i listened are you listening says the touch was coach say no so, okay so yeah, coach's decision on that as coach's well. coach's decision so i yeah i think miles knighton 
Federic, Hurley, I think that's the that's the favorites right now, right? But, what about bowling? No, I have that was my I'm sticking Dude, with bowling's pick. gonna be good, man. Bowling, he had that smirk on his face when I interviewed him. He said, like, you're reading I, a lot into body language. Dude, body language, language like, is everything, think, bro. I paid attention to what happened on the track. You're no, like dude. paying way too much attention. I mean, to I'm what? That's what I'm, I'm, that's what I'm here for, to get the body language analysis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, bowling, 20.11, Benaric, 20.10. Yeah, I mean, that's probably, that probably might be the race for that final spot. If you feel good about Knighton and Hurley, and then obviously not, Noah Lyles has the body. Lyles, you about Lyles having COVID? Lyles had COVID. Yeah. Everyone had his COVID. Yeah. Right. Benjamin had COVID. Yeah. Well, Benjamin had COVID and tendonitis and missed a bunch. Lyles thinks he got it, like had it in New York, like when he ran that fast. He woke up the next day and he said his body was hurting. He thought, oh, this is kind of a lot. I shouldn't be in this much pain. So he missed some time with training. So doing two, two, doing two 200s tomorrow. We'll see. I think we're going to get a lot of we'll sees here. We'll from, sees. From, we can see some scratches tomorrow. I, don't, I mean, I hope he runs. I think it'll be amazing. You're going to see some. If he's Lyles is going to scratch? He might. Everybody, any person who has a bye uh, can scratch. I don't like that. Who has had the bye who's run all the way through? Niali, scratch. No, yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Kovacs. Mohammed, he threw, yeah. He threw all six yeah. throws. Yeah, I guess Almond threw. And, yeah, well, maybe in running events. Mohammed, yeah. Mohammed no, scratched. Right. I mean, well, Grant said he's going to run all the way through. So, I don't know. I just I don't want to get our hopes up and have them dashed. Yeah. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I got a vibe that Knighton is now 25 and not a teenager. <laughs> I got yeah. the vibe that Lyles I think is just... excited for fireworks. I got the vibe that Bowling is going to have a big PB, smile mm-hmm. on his face. Yeah, that smirk. If you just smile it drew me to in. Gordon, it drew me in. Just smile at Gordon and the people he'll think. I do is. think Kenny B, though, is going to do extremely well. I think Kenny B might even find a way to get, like, second in this race. Yeah. Um, and then Curly, man, he's making it hard on himself. But we'll see if he's able well, to recover well hold on. and put it together. He'll only be making it hard on himself if the semi is a struggle and he gets a bad lane in yeah. the final. Yeah. This, I mean, he probably won't get a great lane, although he was a, he was a big Q qualifying. He'll be fine. If it will become a story, if he gets a bad lane for the final, I low key, I'm like, I think this 200 men's final is going to be a bigger firework than that men's final. So I think we think we're like the, the men. I think we are 24 hours away from like a holy shit moment in this men's 200. Didn't I didn't think only 19.6 would win? That'd be interesting. I don't think it's gonna happen. Like I really do think a, there's a ticking time bomb in Eugene. In the during the 200, and it's going to go off. Okay. Well, not a literal bomb. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'd hope so. Uh, women's 200. Let's talk about women's 200. Steiner, top qualifier, 2214. Um, go through the heat winners. Gabby Thomas won the first heat. She's dealing with a hamstring issue. That's why she was out. She, she told me that after the race. Steiner won the second heat. Uh, Prandini won the third heat. And Tamara Clark won the fourth heat. Um, Pretty much chalk all around. Richardson ran, which is what people were wondering. Uh, Brittany Brown getting third in the heat. That's a little surprising. Um, I mean, Brittany yeah. Brown was running incredible earlier in the year. Tamara Clark, I think, could get on this yeah. team. That's not a surprise. But Richardson, yeah, Richardson, there's okay, second so behind Thomas. That's the big question. So we weren't sure if we would see Richardson in the 200 after yeah. what happened in the 100. Uh, Richardson decides to run the 200. She 
had a bad lane. It wasn't a fast time. Time you can kind of ignore because it's kind of just you can compare it to the other athletes. But she was there with Gabby Thomas for the most part. Yeah. Um, and Gabby Thomas is one of the top two favorites. So but it's we... kind of hard to figure it out off of this first round. Yeah. But does Sha'Carri Richardson have a chance? What's the percent chance that Sha'Carri finishes top three? Makes the team? Yeah. Because I think Abby is a lock now. Because she looked good in this prelim. Yeah. Gabby is the, the question mark because of the injury. Injury, yeah. That's where. And then there's that third spot. Yeah. But here's all the people not named Gabby Thomas and Abby Steiner that ran faster. Now, a lot of people just shut this down. But yeah. Prandini, Flannel, Battle, Mitchell, White, Clark, and Sturgis. There's still a lot of people there that you have to beat. Yeah. Um, 30%? Is that too high? 30% chance? 20%. So 30% as she makes the final, does it go up? No. Yes, that's how percentages work. I'm saying not to make the final. I'm saying 30% to make the team. 30% chance to make the team. Yeah. So then have? what? what not applicable? applicable? You set these hypotheticals to me <laughs> and put me on the spot, and then you don't answer them. So it's a good thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Way. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, I'll probably put it. I think it's lower. I think it's more like 15%. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with it. It's just pulling a time out here. But, like, you know, again, she has run – like very well lately. Obviously, that eleven thirty one is the, the crazy mark. But like, she ran well at New York Grand Prix and the two. Yeah, yeah. she she's been running some good hundreds. Yeah, I just looked like, at this. So, and I didn't even mention like Brown ran the heat slower than her, but we saw her in the hundred and looked pretty good. And we know what she can do in the two hundred. Prandini is legit. Prandini is two hundred. Like, I think Prandini is probably. There's a lot of depth there, man. Yeah. There's a lot of depth. There. I just think that maybe Shakari's never been a 200 meter runner, right? So there's this that's that's a factor as well. She's not as experienced at this event the way some of these other women are. Yeah, Prandini, you know, has been around. The Gabby Thomas obviously been around in the 200. So there's a lot of disadvantages for Shakari, but she's also incredibly talented. So yeah, yeah. disadvantages plus talent. What yeah. does it end up? Does it end up top three? I don't know. I'm going 15%. If she looks good in the semis, I'll probably bump it to like 40%. Chance. Yeah. And the whole thing can change in yeah. 22 seconds. So The whole thing can change. But yeah. It's exciting that she did it. I, I wasn't sure if she would uh, attempt a 200, but she's going for it. Yeah. I uh, tried to get an interview with her. She uh, used USATF official to like not... Get the interview? Well, she and, didn't need USAT officials. She could walk down well, there. Why is the USAT official walking? Well, I know there. that's that's a different that's a different story. But people walk through this. Fred Curley walked without a USAT. Yeah, yeah. I don't, but I, I don't think she said I needed. A, I don't. I needed someone help. To walk no, there. she didn't say she anything. Died. But they were. Yeah. They're trying to. Yeah. You know. So field events. Winger. Here, Winger gets it done. She Makes won it another team. Yeah, man. Sixty-four, twenty-six. Great performance for her on the last. Um, throw well i guess she was in the lead before that but her, her big throw came on the last throw maggie malone who was the co-favorite or maybe the favorite scratch 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 didn't, so didn't get a valid throw so but i don't know what the world championship stuff is i know we. i think that she's going to get invited yeah. by world ranking and they'll give it to her men's pole vault chris nielsen 570 uh men's hammer talked about it daniel ha Versus Rudy Winkler, age old battle. 
Pa, 80.18, said he had been dreaming his whole life to get 80 meters, and he did it. And the first throw. He was so pumped after hitting it on that first throw. So that was, that was awesome for him. And then we had the triple jump. Women's triple jump. Couture Orgy the gets big it three. done. Yeah. made it. Yep. Orgy, Franklin, and more. I wonder if I had the correct order on that one. Maybe I should just predict more triple jump. Maybe that's the, the key to success. Um, should we go to the chat? Before we go to the chat. Uh, Gordon hasn't had the chat open, by the way. That's why I haven't been talking about it. So We just lost a lot of viewers all of a sudden. Well, come back, everybody. Yeah, what happened? Where did we go? <laughs> what are we up to here? Does this have a thing in the jig? Yeah, everyone was like, I'm out. And then yeah. they came back. Did the stream go down, maybe? Yeah. Maybe hit, the stream hit, went out. Hit refresh. All right. Questions? Or you, you said you, before we go to the chat, what do you want to Well, talk? like, um, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? High hurdles. High hurdles? Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to Shakari. See what she does. I mean, let's be, we're all going to be watching. We all want to know. She's. Yeah, I don't. I guess I don't. You don't care anymore? Come on. I mean, I care. I'm interested in her competing or whether or not she competes, but um, my that high hurdle race is just awesome. Yes. I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Like, like I said, there's two. Two or three guys like really embracing the moment that the event has, has given them. So I'm excited about um, a thing, Mo. That'd be fun. Maybe she can flirt with a yeah, a fast time. Yeah, it's not just that, but that would be the the highlight. If I could only watch one race tomorrow, it'd be the men's heroes. So it's starting an hour earlier tomorrow because the heat and the men's and women's five thousands are going first. Women ten thirty a.m. local time. Men uh, after that. You also got men's triple, women's steeple, men's high jump, men's jab. Men's eight, men's four hurdles, women's eight, men's two. I mean, men's two has the cap the potential. I mean, men's two is gonna be crazy. To, to be crazy, women's two. Women's two is gonna be good too, bro. Men's high hurdles. There's a reason. Men's high hurdles is last. Yeah, because they don't want to take down the hurdles and put them back That's up. Sure. Yeah. Hurdle crew is only going to put to them come up. up there once. Well, you got the four hurdles though. They're yeah, that's true. Um, all right, questions in the chat, comments in the chat. Here he says, are we overlooking Gabby Thomas? Well, if someone's injured and she said she hadn't run for, she hadn't been able to run or sprint, she said recently. That's that, tough. That's, that's, that's very, good. very tough. So obviously if she's at her best, she's favorite to win or at worst finish second. But that yeah. you're off by just a tiny bit and you're out of the mix. So let's see. 200 uh, is she carries favorite event. She might do better than expected. Yeah, but what is the expectation at this point? I think if even if she had won or made the team in the hundred, I still think the two hundred would have been tough sledding. Oh, just yeah, because how how deep it is and how again her history in the event. Um, it was Gordon. Please talk to us about what the mindset of these men's fifteen hundred meter runners is. Why are guys lacking the standard sitting back and allowing the race to go three forty five? I don't get it. It's because it's just the mentality of these pro athletes. They don't. It's very rare for them to care about time. Like if they just, every coach says you're, you're going to run, you're going to have your highest place finish if you care more about winning a race mm -hmm. than if you care about a time. Right, right. Everyone who has ever tried to hit a time in a 1500 championship race has always finished like 10th. It mm -hmm. never works. Not Jakob Ingebrigtsen. No, but like a time where like you haven't, trying to like set a new big pb yeah like yeah. in a tactical like it just doesn't happen yeah like you see that olympic trials when you saw like jordan mcnamara go out hard or will lear try to go for it 
They also doesn't don't work. try that much. Let's be honest. And when they try, it's I tried for 200 and then I tucked back in. Yeah. No one went with me. It's 2022. They got the shoes. They're putting themselves out there. I think you just got to go for it. But yeah, every miler thinks they can kick. That's the problem. Too. Kevin A said, why is Matt Bowling your favorite runner? He's not my favorite runner. Why do you think he's better than the Olympians? I don't think he's better than Olympians. I just think he can maybe get fourth. Yeah. Which maybe. is well, twenty. Yeah, his time today yeah. was solid. Uh, and he's on the long jump team already. Yeah, DC, yeah. Yard went out at ACC's last year, went solo, ran 334. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. We are in a different era, which is similar to earlier eras too, because it hasn't always just been all tactical all the time. There is something about U.S. championship racing that makes people even more conservative. And I think part of it is, okay, yeah, I might get this, you know, what are the odds of me getting the standard and finishing in the top three if I go out there and I'm the sacrificial lamb? They don't think they can do it. So then they come back. And then someone like John Davis probably is just over the moon that he got second. I mean, he, yes, yeah. he would have, yes, he would have loved to have been on the world team, but yet he never probably imagined he could get runner up in this race. You know? Yeah. If you told him ahead of time, what did he get at NCs? I think he was like top three. He did well at NCs. Yeah. He got second. Maybe he got second at NCs. Okay. But even still. Yeah. Uh, Jaden Persona, bowling can't get fourth in a 200, LOL. He can. There's a chance he won't because yeah. it's going to be very hard, but I think he can. I mean, I think if he doesn't get fourth, he gets fifth. Yeah. I'm willing to say that. I do think bowling is that fringe next guy. Like, he's the best fringe guy. Like, there's, like, there's the, the elite guys, the, the Knightons, the Lyles, the mm -hmm. Panerics, the Curleys, and then there's Bowling kind of on an island, and then there's the rest of the field. We'll see tomorrow. We'll see. I mean, you're reading a lot into an opening round of a 200 where guys shut it down early. No, I'm reading into like his whole season. Like he, remember no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. You're, no, I'm not saying he's not good, not a good runner. I'm just saying where he stacks up relative to all these other people. A lot of people just completely chilled today. No, yeah, I think that, so. I think there's a I think there's a, a, a group of four. I think that four is. Lyles, Knighton, Curly, Benaric, because yeah. they've done it before. Yeah, they they've shown that they're they are that guy. Yeah. Then I think Bowling and Coleman are like that group. Coleman's probably going to scratch, but yeah. like Bowling is like on by himself. And then there's everyone else. All right, that's my analysis. Yeah, I'm just when we're going to have a race to decide all those things. I'm just going to wait 24 hours. All right, we'll wait 24, <laughs> hours. 24 hours. You know, uh, chat wanted to know. Okay, what else? Anything else in the chat? Uh, oh, Shamir Little. Yes, DC Knoll. Thank you for bringing her up. Yeah, all the history of her and the event sometimes coming in as a favorite, at least a favorite to make the team and then not making it. She said she was, uh, it was a great interview. I haven't posted it up yet, but be sure to, to check it out. Congrats to, to her for making a team. She actually trains with Britton Wilson in Fayetteville. So it's kind of interesting, like a veteran and someone who's new to the sport running uh, and training together. So, yeah, Shamir Little gets it done. Remember all those years? It was so tough. Yes. It's like, is it going to be her and Ashley Spencer and Corey Carter and then Delilah and Sydney, all those? And it was just so brutal that one of them had to be left off. And then, you know, Anna Cockrell obviously had her rise. But, yeah, she got it done. She got it done today. Gordon has taken the chat off and is now looking at what is Jamaican – 400 meter. Yeah, I'm trying to look results. at Jamaican. So the 200 is later today. It's not till 8:30. Yeah, so we're gonna miss it. What is that 8:30? Uh, yes. I don't know. We're gonna miss it. It's fine. Go back to the chat here. Any last questions? Josephus and Isaiah Young probably on par with bowling. Yeah, I mean Josephus. I picked him as my sleeper. 
So no, Josephus and Isaiah Young are not on par you with don't, bowling. You they don't, are in tier three. You don't have to. They're in the convince sub me bowling tier. That Josephus gonna get to this final. Josephus looked good. He looks strong too. Yeah, looks jacked. He's been looking. He's ready to go. Uh, Robert says, I think Tamara Clark's being slept on. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a lot of people being slept on. There's there's a big group out there. Yeah. So if it's a Cherokee Young just won her 400 semi in Jamaica. There we go. See? Live update. For Live updates. Is that breaking news? Cole, breaking can news. you play the breaking news sound? We need breaking news sound effects. All right. This well, is it. Ball. I think we need a – we got to – we got to end this pod. We're going to be back. Again, we're starting an hour earlier, so it'll be 5 o'clock central. Um, a lot to talk about A lot tomorrow. to talk about tomorrow. Me and Kevin got Wait, did we check with the last, the, Colt that he can start an hour earlier? I did ask. He said yes. Okay, cool. But it, I also could be putting words in his mouth. Oh, can you get on? Can you turn your mic on? I think he's. I think he said I'm good yes. to go. You can't hear him. Go. I know, I know, but I'm doing it for you. He said, "Yeah, I'll be We're there." Good. So five o'clock tomorrow, um, day four. We'll recap it. It's gonna be. It's been a fun week. Yeah, we need to get these uh, interviews uploaded, yes. and then inside. we need to get dinner, and then we need to go to Wild Duck mm-hmm. and have a few brewskis. Thanks, everyone. Like, subscribe, do the whole thing. Thanks for joining yeah. us on this journey. <laughs> We out. Cheers.